Welcome to the podcast on everything Eagles Super Bowl edition. I'm back as your host, Dan, and I'm here with Shaq, who's also a huge Eagles fan. Oh, yeah. And we're just going to kind of recap the season, the uh, Super Bowl parade, greatest day of our lives. All right, so let's talk about going into the season. Um, last year, we finished 7-9. and nine. What were your ex- expectations for the year? So honestly, I had no expectations. You know that whole thing that Eagles fans always say that we're going to the Super Bowl every year? I think this is probably the one year where most Eagles fans said, nah, we're probably not going to the Super Bowl. At least me. I was like, dude, we're not. There's no way. No way we're going to the Super Bowl this year. Yeah, I kind of felt the same way. I was like, all right, 7-9. We may go 10-6, and six. that's good, maybe make the playoffs, but be close, and then next year we should be alright. I'd really had no expectations of... You know, I, I wasn't expecting to even make the playoffs, to be honest with you, but we started off hot and kind of stayed that way. Well, yeah, so let's, let's speak on how we started. We, uh, we won the first game. And then we ended up playing the Chiefs. Yep. And I felt like they kicked our ass, although the score didn't show it. But it was like a six-minute span in which, and what was it? I think it was Hunt. He just steamrolled us. Yeah. And then we got like a late touchdown to kind of make it look interesting. So I was like, all right, we're one and one. That's kind of what I expected. And then we played the Giants, and I. Didn't know if we're gonna have a good season or not because <laughs> we got a new quarter, we got a new kicker. Yeah, and me and you were together at that time, and we and listened to it on the radio. <laughs> and we listened to this Jake Elliott guy just comes in and kicks a game-winning, like record, record-length field goal to win the football game after he missed the freaking point after. <laughs> <laughs> Like, this guy can't even kick an extra point. We expect him to come in and win win the football game with a... No. No. No way. No. But, I mean, going back to the, the whole Chiefs thing, I think that kind of has something to do with, you know, that the student never beats the master. Yeah. You know, Doug studied under, under Andy. It's like when you grow up, and you try to beat up your dad, even though you can beat up your dad, you, you don't do it. <laughs> yeah, that's like, um, it reminds me of the college coach from Alabama, Nick Saban. He's like 12-0 and 0 against his protégés. It's like, you can't beat him. They don't. You can't beat the master. So that's a good point. But yeah, that 61-yard kick, I was like, damn. I think we just eliminated the Giants from the, from the playoffs because they were 0-3 at that time. Yeah. And then we went to 2-1. and 1. I was like, okay, not too bad. I did though. We did beat a team that sucks, <laughs> and then and then we kind of went on a roll. Although we almost lost to the Chargers, and at that time the Chargers were terrible. Yeah. So we kind of went on a roll, and I'm looking at the schedule right now. We won 
we won nine in a row, and we were 10-1 and one going into Seattle. And it was looking pretty good. We had a few injuries, key injuries. I know we lost Hicks. We lost Peters. Mm-hmm. Were you thinking like the season was over when we lost any of those guys? When we lost when we lost Jason, I was pretty upset. When we lost Jason Peters, I was pretty upset. And um, his replacement, Havitai, I he didn't have a super strong game, and it seemed like defenses picked on him. And it showed. Um, but I guess when, you know, the more they picked on him, the better he got. And he, uh, throughout the season, he started he started to impress me, especially in the playoffs. He's really started to impress me. He really showed his colors, and that whole team showed their colors in the playoffs. But we're going to – we'll come back to that later. Yeah. I felt like – I thought it was going to be – he was a liability – but it didn't. It showed it a little bit because you know you just threw some guy in there <laughs> to like be as good as their Pro Bowler. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, it's high expectations, especially when that guy is one of the best in the league. Yeah. So I was like, oh, uh, he, Brent's is getting hit all the time. Now he's getting hit even more. Great. <laughs> this is exactly what we want as a team that <laughs> that's ten and one. Yeah. Going into Seattle. And it's not even like yeah. our our wins were were pretty. They were we we scraped for a lot of them. They had to play hard football to get a lot of a lot of those victories. Yeah, so. I'm, yeah. I'm looking at the schedule right now. We had we beat the Giants by three. We beat the Chargers by two. We beat the Panthers by five. We beat the Redskins by ten, which is not that bad. And then we just kind of started steamrolling cats, and it was twenty three, thirty seven, thirty eight, it's like dude we're just crushing them and it's like all right dude we're flying high we've won like four straight definitely against the cover (laughs) like yeah like four touchdowns like it's not even a game and Um, then we roll up on the seahawks yeah and um i knew it was gonna be a tough game because they're like in the playoff hunt but we put up 10 points i was really disappointed i was like all right um I guess we're ten and two, but we're not what we should be. <laughs> we're not a ten and two team. We may be like a six and six team. We just happened to win four more games than what we should have. Yeah, at that point after we lost that game, I was honestly, I was like, our record says that we're a lot better than we are right now. Because in the playoffs, we're going to be facing teams of this caliber that play this level of football, and if we can't, if we can't beat them now. You know who's. Who knows how how we're going to fare in the playoffs against other teams playing this this good of football? Yeah, and I felt like it was Wentz's first experience playing against kind of like playoff football. Just in just in the fact because the other games really didn't matter like that, and now this is this team's fighting to get in the in the playoffs, and they just kicked our butt. And I was like, all right, well, let's see how he comes after that if he can adjust. Or we're just going to, you know, kind of sneak into the playoffs because of our early record. And do you remember the next game, week 14? I don't remember. I know. Was it L.A.? Was it the Rams? It was. It's the end. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I I do remember because I felt like it was going to be a slippery slope. I'm like, we got the Rams. And then we went into Minnesota after that, right? We ended up going into the to the Giants, but that game was no 
cakewalk either. Yeah, We're no. down 21 at, <laughs> at one point. But let's talk about the Rams. So, as I asked scoring a uh, game, it was 43 to 35. Yeah. We ended up on the high end of it. But that was the that right there, that's the Wentz injury that took him out for the year. And I, I we were watching it together. And when it happened, I was like, oh, he's fine. It's just <laughs> I know. He, I mean, Carson, Carson is is a trooper. That man got back up after tearing his ACL and his MCL. Stood in the pocket and threw another touchdown. And then ran off the field. <laughs> you know, they... I was I was really I was really hopeful, you know. After I seen that second play, after he got up from that hit, I was like, "Wow, this, this kid's really tough." Um, and you know, I, I still think he's an incredibly tough kid, but I I saw our season <laughs> flash before our eyes, flash before my eyes at least. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. When it happened, and they always go to the, like the worst of things. Like, oh yeah, we're fearing that it's an ACL. I'm like, obviously, we're gonna fear the worst thing possible. Why would we not fear that? And then like the next day, I remember watching it with somebody like live, and Doug Peterson comes on. And he's like, "Yep, towards ACL." And I was like, yep. "Holy shit! Great season down the drain." <laughs> I was like, if there was a year that we had, that we had a chance. And we haven't had a chance in a long time, but I felt like this was the year that we actually did have a chance. I felt like any shot at that was was gone. Like somebody put it in the toilet and flushed it. Yeah, and I was like, this is typical being a Philadelphia fan. All of a sudden we go from, we can maybe win a title to now we're getting knocked. To me, I was like, we're getting knocked out in the first game we play to does whoever, whatever team we play, it doesn't matter. We're getting steamrolled. Great season, just down the toilet. Once maybe hurt next year. Two years from now, we may be good. And dude, I was I was done. I was like, Foles. Well, let, let's go into Foles. So after this happens, we go play the Giants, yeah. one of the worst teams. The I think they were actually the worst team in the NFL this year. Um, they can't because the Browns. <laughs> I think oh, the, well. the Browns went winless. I mean, that's <laughs> but. I think the Giants finished number two. Yeah. The Browns are there anyway. They, yeah. Yeah, but a team that's in the bottom five yeah. is a team you just steamroll easily if you're a playoff team. It, they should not be any sort of obstacle to get yeah. to get to where you're trying to go in the in the season. And coming out and that's that's Nick Foles' you know you know, not de- is not his debut game, but that's his first game of the season. You know, as our starting quarterback, and it just it didn't bode well. You know, after watching that football game, I you know we came away with the win, but the the rest of the season I was uh, unsettled. That that game left me on edge. Yeah, and our defense that, that was so. Here's the stats for three games: twenty four points, thirty five points, twenty nine points. Now, and I was thinking, I was like, all right, our defense needs to wake up. Yeah, and I was like, we got Foles. He's decent. He's a, he's a good quarterback. He's. I don't think it was anything what he used to be. And I was like, all right, our defense is going to give up a lot. And even if Foles plays like amazing, we're we're still done. Yeah. It's like his defense is. I don't know what happened. They just <laughs> they lost I mean, it. Our defense, our defense is kind of what made us as successful as we were. 
You know, Carson Carson did what he could to put up points, but other teams weren't scoring weren't scoring that much on us. Oh, so and, it helped us get yeah. and, get a lot of W's. Yeah, and they they would always get turnovers. It's like that's exactly like we needed when you need a turnover, they were there, they got it. When yeah. you need a stop, they were there, they got it. That's how we won like all these close games. And I was like, well, this is this is still a lot of points. It's almost thirty points in the last two games in yeah. each game. You know, I think finally getting Ronald Darby back and then having um, Jalen Mills start to play good good defense in the secondary and having um, Malcolm Jenkins, you know, unify the team and be a captain, you know, finally step up and get the boys, you know, playing playing good defense and playing good football. I think it, it meant a lot, especially going into our playoff run something that we definitely needed. And the one thing that I love about this team that I've never seen about never seen in any other um any other Eagles team or any other football team is just how much they love, you know, just loved each other. Like they played for each other. They didn't play for their stats, they didn't play for um you know, news or headlines. They played for each other and they all wanted to win. Yeah, and we got to that point where it was we had three running backs, kind of had a fourth with Smallwood, mm-hmm. and they were fine with it. Yep. And it was awesome because we were looking at it earlier. Clement was undrafted, and he was getting playing time. And Ajay just got traded to us, and he's like a number one back. Yep. But and he's splitting carries with LeGarrette. Yeah, and an undrafted, yeah. <laughs> and an undrafted rookie. and. It speaks, yeah. It speaks to the team. Like they're one of they're the unselfish. They yeah. played unselfish football. It was something I've never seen in an in an Eagles team before. Yeah. You know, we didn't have one star. We didn't have two stars. We had you know a whole team of super talented football players, which is great. Yeah. So I want to lump these last two games in before we get into how we felt going into the playoffs. The Raiders and the Cowboy games, a nineteen to ten win and a zero to six. Loss at home. Um, after those two games, well, in the first Raiders game in the first half, I think we uh, scored maybe three points, maybe ten. It wasn't a lot. And then, obviously, in the Cowboys, we got shut out. So, what was your feelings going into the playoffs after those two offensive duds? After those two games, we had already clinched home field advantage in the first week by. So I was I was like, cool, we made it through the wild card, but we're not <laughs> gonna make it past the divisionals. There's no there's no way. Like we're 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 a handicapped football team right now. There's you know, our our captain the captain of the ship is gone. He's not he's not directing. You know, and I, I honestly had no faith. I had no faith, and you know, everybody was saying, "Faith in Foles, faith in Foles," and I, I couldn't get on board. I, he, there was nothing that I saw that you know proved that we were going to be, be winning football games in January and February. There was nothing I saw in Foles' game that proved that to me. Yeah, because uh, like he really had three sample games, and he did. Decent against the Giants, but it was the Giants. Yeah. And and then he put up 
zero points and luckily got 19. And seven of, the, seven of those 19 was the last play of the game on the defensive, <laughs> the defensive interception or fumble that returned. So really they put up 12 when you go down to it. And I was like, yeah, I had no faith. I was like, he's not the foals that we had in that one breakout season. He's okay. maybe the foals that backed up in the four-win Rams team like two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 all right, well, he's what we got. We're going to have to deal with it. Um, but I, I still thought he wasn't the reason that we are going to lose. I thought it was kind of be, going to be our our defense. Yeah, they, were, they weren't playing at the top of their game. No, and they were playing the Cowboys who also worked playing for nothing and they gave up six which was awesome yeah but it was a meaningless game and we still couldn't score <laughs> it was <laughs> oh man so like i was looking i was like all right going to the playoffs i'm looking at teams that could destroy us and i had like three or four in my hand well, what was your thoughts going to the playoffs like what teams did you think were going to knock us out so i was worried about um, the Rams, I worried about Minnesota, mm-hmm. the Seahawks, of course. You know, the Falcons. And I'm like, Julio Jones is going to have a field day with us. I knew it was. But, you know, going back to my my thoughts about going into the playoffs and Nick Foles. Nick Foles had an incredible year with Chip Kelly. And he had like the whole, he has his cleats in the Hall of Fame for the most yards and the or most touchdowns and most yards in a, in a single game, which is impressive and leads you to believe that he's an incredible quarterback. And this speaks to Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz that they, um, Doug put in some of the plays. And some of the some of the schemes from from Chip Kelly that um, Nick knew really well and that he succeeded with. Not to mention Carson sat down and explained everything, told Nick everything and anything that he could, and that just goes back to talking about how this team wanted to win. Because Carson could have been selfish, could have been completely selfish and not shared anything with Nick, but he knew that he wanted to win. He knew that the team wanted to win. And they did it. Yeah. I, um, I'm just going to take one second. I think you said the Seahawks made the playoffs. I'm trying to see who made the playoffs. I think it was because I think I had Carolina, the Drew Brees. I felt any quarterback was going to destroy us on offense. That was a really good quarterback. So I had, yeah, so the Seahawks missed the playoffs. They did? Ah. Carolina, Carolina, and Atlanta snuck in. So I felt like Cam Newton, Drew Brees, and oh, New England, uh, and New Matt Orleans. Ryan were going to beat us going into New the playoffs. But then when we started playing, when we got close to the Falcons, I was like, all right, I, I don't think the Falcons scare me as much as they used to. And all right, so let's go into that. So it was like fifteen to ten. Atlanta's marching. How confident were you? <laughs> I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I remember watching it at the bar, and everyone's just like sweating it out because like they're just going 
down the field, and it's like, all right, now they're close. Penalty. Great. First down. Automatic. I'm like, this is how we lose. This is how we lose. Stupid freaking penalties. And I then, I just know that I wasn't. I didn't get a chance to watch the whole game because I was engaged in something else. But when I finally sat down and watched the game and I saw the score, it was 15-10. And I was actually pleasantly surprised that we were in that football game. So, I mean, for me, it was kind of a, a good... It left a good taste in my mouth because I was pretty pretty excited. It left me um, on edge watching the end of it, for goodness sakes. Yeah, I was on edge because I was like, they're going to call another penalty. They're going to get a first down. Go figure with like 50 seconds left. And it was right before then. We had a chance to put a touchdown on. We put three. And I was like, that's what did us in right here. Because like, we could use those extra four points right now on the goal line. But we, we ended up stopping them. They tried to go to uh, Julio. Uh, it seemed like every freaking play. <laughs> and and Mill stepped up and shut him down. I mean, wouldn't you? I mean, I would go to Julio. <laughs> He's a man amongst boys in most games that he plays. Yeah. So we win. And then, we're, and then I'm thinking, all right, we're playing the Saints. Great, Drew Brees is going to pick us apart because at the time he's slowly picking the Vikings apart in the second half. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, great. We're getting him when he's <laughs> when he's rolling. Great. He's playing like the best he's played all season. We're about to get him, and he's, he's going to destroy us. And that dingus missed that <laughs> tackle. <laughs> I remember watching it, and I was like, I don't know who I want to root for. Do I want to root for Drew Brees and a – Possibly weaker team or a, a really good Vikings team, <laughs> and then the guy missed a tackle, and I was like, "Huh, we got the Vikings." <laughs> <laughs> I remember watching it. And I was I was trying to play a video game. I was like, "All right, I'll watch it for a couple minutes, then it'll be over, and I'll play a video game." And like forty five minutes later, <laughs> after all of that craziness, I got to <laughs> I got to play. But dude, it was. That was an insane game. That was one of the best games I've ever seen. At least finishes. Maybe not games, but at least finishes. And I was like, all right, Minnesota's coming here. That's a good thing. Because rather here than Min- in- indoors at Minnesota. Yeah. Cause and, with, and with Keenum as a quarterback compared to Breeze. Yeah, getting the... I, I was... I had a little bit more confidence, even though I didn't want to play the Vikings. I had a little bit more confidence facing Chase Keenum than I did... Drew Brees, only because of the experience. Because Drew Brees, he's been there before. Case Keenum, he's young, did start this season as the starting quarterback. So I'm like, there's no way. This boy doesn't have the balls. So I'm like, not to mention they were, going, they were playing for home field in the Super Bowl. And I'm like, ow, that's that's a lot of pressure. That's a whole lot of pressure for Case mm-hmm. to bring it home, to bring it home to, to Minneapolis. I'm like, dude, I, I feel good about that. I felt good about that one going into it, and yeah, damn, that was an ass way. <laughs> yeah, so right here, well, we're just kind of reading the easy recap. It's like um, first drive, I can score. And I was like, all right, this is my big game. Then we came. Um, we didn't really do anything, and then they got the ball, 
and it looked like they were slowly marching. And then Robinson gets that interception, mm-hmm. returns it, and then everything just changed. And we scored yep. 38 points. And oh, that, was, <laughs> like just, that was an ass whooping. <laughs> and um, did you hear any stuff about going on about the Eagle fans and Viking fans throughout the uh, week or what, what was happening in Minnesota, what they're saying about us as Eagle fans? Um, so I know that they, they definitely don't approve of us. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and from my Snapchat, I saw stories of, you know, beers being thrown at the parking lot. You know, that's just us being friendly, <laughs> offering, you know, many Minneapolis, Minnesota, Minnesota fans a beer. You know, it it can be taken a lot of different ways, but it's, it's all based on your perspective. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, I think it will... And this is probably completely false. I want to say it's retaliation for them doing the skull, oh. skull clap, mm-hmm. <laughs> and putting all the stuff on uh, Rocky. You don't mess with Rocky. You don't mess with the art museum. Mm-mm. So I, I like to think that was that was our retaliation. <laughs> we didn't start any of it. But um, yeah, the Minnesota newspapers were talking, like newscasters were basically saying, like, don't come to Philadelphia, and if you do, after we win, do not. Where are you purple? <laughs> I mean, that might have also spurred some of the like, oh, yeah, we're a bunch of jerks. We're going to act like jerks. Yep. But, yeah, they came. They got their ass whooping. And then I was like, great. Now we go to Minnesota <laughs> where we just treated them like, oh, shit, here. <laughs> now we got to go there and to focus on a Super Bowl. Like, yeah, I, I, um, I heard that. There were some people up outside of their outside of the Vikings hotel when they were staying in Philly because apparently they had their hotel at the West End in Wilmington, and word got out, and apparently there were a lot of people making a lot of noise <laughs> outside of the West End. So I don't think they got the best uh, the best sleep while they were preparing for that game. Um, that's just how much we love our football team, though. That's all that is. Nothing but love. <laughs> love and just helping our team out. Yeah, so let's get into this this Super Bowl. So, we last got in against Tom Brady. In 2004. Four. Four. And people try to, or 2005, sorry. 2004, 2005 season. Yeah. And they called it like a rematch. You know, like redemption. And I'm like... It's been too long to get redemption. It's a completely different team, completely different coaches. So I wasn't trying to buy into that hype. I'm like, we're just playing the same two people, Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. Um, And Doug Peterson's kind of like Andy Reid. So I was kind of thinking, all right, well, Andy Reid kicked their ass earlier in the season. So we got a shot slightly. You know, I was... uh, I like their I like their chance. I, you know, let me rephrase. I didn't like our chances. I thought we could have won, but I didn't like our chances to win. Put it that way. I thought that if we are going to win, it's going to be a really tough football game. We're going to come out with a couple of scraped knees and some some cut up elbows. But you know, if we win, it's going to be a hard fight. Hard fault win, you know. Yeah, I was pretty confident 
in the Minnesota game as it got closer that we were going to win. And the Patriots game, I was like, when I first started, I was like, all right, we can win. And then I'm like, during the midweek, I was like, I don't know if we can win. <laughs> I don't know. Like, the more I think about it, I'm like, who's going to stop Gronk? Yep. Who's going to? Like, Tom Brady, he's, he's a beast. He always, it, yeah. Tom, Tom, and, Tom and Bill always find a way. Like, they always have that script of plays that they pull out of their ass when they really, really need a touchdown. And it works every time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, there was, there's never enough points that you can put up. Like, they came back in the AFC Championship to beat... Jacksonville. Yeah, to beat Jacksonville. And, you know, I, I, I firmly believe that we were going to play Jacksonville in the Super Bowl. And then out of nowhere, here comes Tom Brady in the goddamn red, white, blue. And, here, <laughs> and it just, like, they, they never die. They never say die. Like, that is one football team that will, they will absolutely put their ass out there to win. Yeah. And, yeah, I feel like the only way to beat them is to not have Tom Brady on the field. you got to possess the ball the whole game. Yep. And just not let him touch it. <laughs> the only thing. Go ahead. I was like, because if he touches it, he's, he's scoring, especially at the end when they need points. Yep. Like Jacksonville. <laughs> the only thing I wanted, and I wanted this from the moment that Tom Brady touched the football, I wanted them, I wanted our defensive line to put him on the ground. Whether he had the ball or whether he just threw the ball away, I just wanted him to know that we were there. Because if he, if he feels that pressure, if he feels like he's not being protected... He starts to rush. When he starts to rush, he starts to make bad decisions. And he's uncomfortable in the pocket. And he doesn't think as clearly. Yeah, I felt like going into the game, we had a lot of things going for us, which is why I started off being confident because they had Gronk with a concussion, mm-hmm. Tom Brady with his bad hand. Bad hand. I was like, all right, we can, we can win with that. And, <laughs> and their defense is not the best. Although they, end up, they were fifth in the NFL, which I had no idea. So... I was like, all right. And then the week started going on. I'm like, well, he's healing. And now Gronk is healthy. Yeah, they had two weeks. He had two weeks to clear the concussion uh, protocol. Yeah, so like it's right about um, kickoff. And I'm like, actually, you know what? Patriots always play close games. I got a good feeling about this. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to jinx it in any way. <laughs> um, so I made sure I didn't, I didn't wash or shower any of my clothes or do anything i wore that same stuff over and over again <laughs> i know a lot of eagle fans that did because for some reason we all felt like we were going to jinx the team <laughs> were you doing that did you think the same thing so i've never washed any of my eagle jerseys <laughs> ever and i don't plan on ever doing it especially after winning the super bowl um i got a pair of eagle socks they stayed pretty rank for, for about a solid month and a half. They were, they were pretty tart. Um, they're clean now. Okay, they're clean now. <laughs> but yeah, they were they were pretty bad. I guess I I guess I did join the 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 good and bad luck train. Yeah, I um I wanted my dad to come up and watch it with me because I thought it'd be great to like. Experienced that because he's 65 years old and he was he was a long time Eagles fan, but he stuck to his thing. He stayed in his the same chair, 
He says he keeps his arms crossed, doesn't look on his phone. So yeah. I was like, all right. I was like, you know what? Everyone's doing the same thing. Nothing's going to stop us. <laughs> oh, man. So so let's get into this this game. We start off with the ball, which I didn't like. I was really disappointed that we started off with the ball because I know how Tom Brady and Belichick work yeah. at the end of the half. They try to double dip. What I noticed is right as we started the game, we marched down. It looked like we were going to score a touchdown. We scored three. And I was like, I think I texted you and another buddy, and I was like, that's four points off the board that we are going to probably need. And then they marched down, and they did the same thing. I was like, all right, well, that just is a scratch. But then we marched down, we scored a touchdown, and we missed the extra point. And that's when I was like, yeah, these points are going to add up. And what were you thinking about that? Were you thinking same thing? I mean, when we missed the extra point, I just... I just had nightmares, like immediate nightmares that we're going to lose this. We're going to lose this game by one point. We're that that extra point is literally going to cost us this football game. And you know, luckily it didn't. But I just had a bad feeling in the pit of my gut that 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 was going to cost us. It cost us big. Yeah, and I, I was kind of thinking the same thing. I was like, all right, now we're gonna. We're going to be down at some point, and then we'll have to go for two when it should have been tied. And I was like, oh, man. This, this right off the bat, in the first quarter, we blew the game. Yep. <laughs> Found a way to blow the game on a freaking extra point. Like, seriously. Like, that's what I was thinking. This kid can and kick then... a 61-yard <laughs> game-winning field goal, but he can't kick a damn extra point. Yeah. Uh, so then, then it's 9-3 to three going into the second. And we start off the scoring. We score. It's 15-3. We go for two points trying to catch up. And I was like, okay, good. Let's do it. Miss it. So I'm like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Should have just went for the extra point. Got that. And we have 16. And we're just only one point behind. Now we're, now we've screwed ourselves out of, out of three points by missing the two-point conversion. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a field goal. That's yeah. huge in any game. Especially against the Patriots, who play close games in Super Bowls. And and then and then, um, I'm looking at it right now. New England comes down, kicks a field goal. We get the ball up nine. Then we actually, the only time this happens all game shack, there's a punt. <laughs> <laughs> and then they get the ball. And then they march down, they score a touchdown, and then their kicker misses an extra point. And I was like, what the hell is happening here? Right. And then <laughs> they, they had the audacity to blame it on the labels on the field because they placed the, the Super Bowl 52 labels right where the kickers are supposed to kick their <laughs> field goals. I think that was, I don't know. That was some sort of, that was some sort of trick, kind of like how the, mm. the lights went off. And... <laughs> In the Steelers Super Bowl. Oh my God! Like, um, my buddy had a bet on that game for the for the uh, Ravens, and he's like, if they win by over like four touchdowns, he's gonna make like forty five hundred dollars. He's oh, like three thousand. Was that the Ravens Super Bowl? It was. A, I think it was the Ravens Niners. Crap. Yeah. Yeah. But um, but yeah. But after that, then the Niners came all the way back and lost by three, and he's like. This is this is rigged. <laughs> it's like I, he's like I had the forty five hundred in the bag. 
and then all of a sudden this crap happens. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah, I was never too confident. <laughs> Even when they missed it, I was like, all right, that's... At that point, scratches off. Yeah. But then we went for the the two-point conversion. So... There's two points. <laughs> that we, yeah. Yeah, I was like, so we could be up five, we could be up four. Instead, we're up three. That's not a lot. Yeah. And then we drive the ball. And people talk about this like it's the greatest play of all time. Could be. Oh, the Philly special? Oh, yeah. The Philly special, baby. I love how, right. <laughs> I love how basically we did Tom Brady's play. But uh, good old Butterfinger dropped the ball. <laughs> He's probably afraid he's going to get hit because he's too pretty. But, you know, Nick Foles, big dick Nick, <laughs> out here throwing touchdown passes and catching them. I mean. So, you, so let's, let's break that down. So we march all the way down, and it's basically two minutes. Yeah. So we march all the way down, and then we don't get it in, and now it's fourth and one. And. We are going for it. We'll call a timeout, and then we, and then we still bring him out. So what's going through your mind before, before Foles becomes a, a freaking legend? I was, I was pretty, I was happy with the call, because I'm like, it's fourth and one, or fourth and goal. We need a yard. Like, what's the worst that can happen? We don't get it, and New England's stuck on the on the one yard line. Like, trying to crawl their way out. Maybe our defense, you know, stops them. We get a safety. Um, yeah. It's a three-point game at this time. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm liking I'm liking the Doug Peterson aggressiveness. You know, we, we've been really good at fourth downs all year. Like, we had a 75% conversion rate to fourth downs all year. And on the ones that we failed, we had 100% of our defense imposing a turnover or some sort of stop. So, I was... Pretty confident, you know, in that situation. And hot damn it, Doug puts his uh puts a big old sack out there for everybody to see and, and and dials up the Philly special, and it was pretty pretty incredible. Yeah. Once they did a trick play, I was like, oh my god, <laughs> you better catch this ball. <laughs> it better not be overthrown, because you normally see that. Yep. With uh, Tom Brady, you could kind of be like, it was a little bit overthrown. He kind of was over his head trying to catch it. Yeah, I think some of that was Tom Brady. But it's like a lot of the time you get these great all, all, uh, players on offense that are these just amazing trick players, and someone finds a way to screw it up. They yeah. overthrow it. They underthrow it. Something. They just do something. And you're like, on fourth down in Super Bowl, like, like if you don't throw it right, you just <laughs> you yeah. gave away points. You cannot do that. Like that. The play has so much potential to just break down and be useless. Yeah, like if if not anyone mention, snuck in and not to mention yeah. a pick six going the other way because nobody's there. Somebody somebody jumps that route, jumps in front of Nick. <laughs> it's a clean one hundred yards. Yeah. So they do the Philly special, and Nick is wide open. Beautiful pass by uh, Trey Burton. We gotta. Call out Trey Burton for that. Of course. Great pass. He was a high school quarterback. At least he was smart enough to give it to a high school quarterback. <laughs> and we're going into halftime because Elliot makes his kick. We're going halftime up 10. How, how? What's going through your mind like that? You're like, all right, my Eagles are up 10. 
in the Super Bowl. 22 points. We've we've punted once. Granted, New England hasn't punted at all, but they did go for it like on the fourth down and get shot. But they're just basically scoring extra points or field goals. You know, at that time, I was, you know, besides being super amped for JT's halftime performance, I was, <laughs> I was still feeling like, I'm like this isn't enough. This is not enough points. Like yeah. against against the Patriots, dude, they they will they will crawl their way back. You could put twenty one, you put twenty eight. Like you could put all these points up on New England, and they will find a way to come back. Yeah, I was I was kind of thinking the same thing. I was thinking that New England, they kind of it seems like they played two games. Seems like there's like a game one, which is first half, and there's a game two. Yeah, and they're winning one of them. And one of them they're kicking your ass in. <laughs> <laughs> and and they came out and they immediately scored a touchdown and made it 22-19. And it took like three minutes. It was ridiculous. And I was like, holy crap. That's we, what I was <laughs> we woke them up. They have a script. Like they have scripted yeah. plays and I know they have this, this, this alignment of plays that come out and get them six points. Yeah. So then we get the ball, and then Clement gets a 22-yard touchdown reception, and we merely answer back. Now, we, could, we were talking about this earlier about how much Chris Collinsworth, um, how great of a commentator he is. Yeah. That, that. <laughs> but, you know, when you're listening to it, because we were listening to it at the bar, they're basically saying it's not going to be a catch. And the whole bar is pissed off, and then they call it a catch. I'm like... Hell yeah, we just answered. Yep. And it just wiped out. Now there's just less time on the clock for New England <laughs> to come back. There's about seven minutes left in the third, and they haven't cut into our lead. I'm like, if we can keep doing this and just not let them cut into the lead, yep. they're going to just run out of time. It's beautiful. And then they get the ball, and check once they guess what they did. What did you do, Dan? <laughs> Touchdown. <laughs> Anytime I ask, this is such a <laughs> It's a theme of the game. So, yeah, they score a touchdown, and now it's 29-26. Yep. And there's about three minutes left going into the fourth. And then we get the ball. We go about four minutes, kick, an, uh, kick a 42-yard field goal. That was a little nervous because I was unsure of Elliott at this point. <laughs> after missing, after missing the extra point. point. Yeah, so we so we scored that. We're up, we're up six, and I'm like, and I'm just starting to do the math in my head. And I'm like, all right, we're up six. We've given away two point after attempts. One we tried to go for two. The other one we missed. Like these is this is right now is where this added up. <laughs> <laughs> and then they basically give it to Gronkowski again. He scores a touchdown, and then he spikes the ball. Of course, you know, and does a little temple. He does a little dance, and we're, and then they kick the extra point, and now we're down one. And remember, we talked about that one point was going to harm us. Mm-hmm. I was thinking the same exact thing. I was like, it'd be nice to have a thirty-three, thirty-three game right now with the ball. <laughs> it'd be fantastic. <laughs> Sadly, we're down one. <laughs> yep. yep. And there's a lot of time left, and I'm like, all right, each team might get two possessions. So somehow we got to find a way to outscore them in two possessions. By at least one. Or drain the clock. Yeah. 
So then I don't even know if there's a nickname for it, but we had the drive. (laughs) (laughs) Seven minutes, one second. It ends up going to Earth. But like during this, were you what was going through your mind? Like when we was getting like third down and close and like fourth and one and Ertz gets the first down, like what's going through your mind as the clock is going down and we're we're still losing, we're kind of marching, but it could end at any moment. Yeah. Eh. You know, the whole time we're marching down that football field. I was concerned about us. You know, continuing to drive and making first downs, but I was more concerned about um, us scoring and giving Tom Brady the ball back with time on that clock. That's exactly what I was thinking, and it kind of went through my head when we we're kind of marching, and but we we're taking like forty seconds to do a play. Yeah, and I was telling my buddy, um, I was like, "This is the last drive. It's like we're gonna win or lose this game on here," because yeah. I think. We're, we're like, we're, what was going through my mind was Tom Brady's torching us. We can't let him touch the ball again. No. He's put up basically 500 yards right now. If he gets the ball, he's putting up a touchdown. The only way is to not give him the ball. <laughs> so we just need to have a nine-minute drive and just score the second left yeah. so they can't touch the ball anymore. And we did our hardest. So we get down, and I remember our buddy. It was second and seven. And I was like, there's two minutes left, two and some change. I was like, just run the ball, kick a field goal. You're good. Mm-hmm. And then we throw the ball, and it's incomplete. And my buddy just yells at the TV. He's like, you big goddamn dummy. <laughs> yelling at Doug Peterson. He's like, run the fucking ball. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, because they have timeouts. They got to use them. We're in, we're in field goal range. Easy chip shot. Like, they need the ball more than we need it. That's exactly because what my buddy said. Yeah, and the same thing I was going through my mind. I was like, now we have to throw because it's 37, which is stupid. I probably still would have ran it if, <laughs> if that was the case. So we throw it, Ertz gets a touchdown, and then you got to wait 20 damn minutes, it seems like, to be told to it's listen a to Chris Calder <laughs> say it's not a touchdown. Yeah, uh, that really blew my mind. I was like, how is he three steps? Like, you should know three steps. You're <laughs> you're yep. a damn right receiver in the NFL. You can't count three steps. He bought the ball. He he bought the ball in. Had control. Made a football move. the The dive was a football move, mm-hmm. and the ground cannot cause a fumble. That's what blew my mind. It's like they kept talking about like him fumbling the ball, and I'm like, it's not fumble. You ever seen Cam Newton put the ball out? Once it passes the line, it's it's done. Yeah, you can fumble the ball. Once you pass that line, once if it breaks the in, line. yeah, once it's in possession, when you pass the line, it's touchdown. Then you can fumble it, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like so, then they finally give us the points, and we're up five. But Tom Brady's got the ball left. He's got the ball back with about two minutes and thirty seconds left. So, what is going through your mind at that time? Are you like, all right, we uh, gave the ball to the best quarterback ever. He's got yeah. five game-winning. Fourth quarter touchdown passes. And so, of course, I'm on the edge of my seat. I was like, that's way too much time. This is not going to be good. This is where Tom shines. This is how he's earned his legacy. And I'm wishing more than ever at this point because we hadn't sacked Tom Brady yet at all in this game. At all. And all I wanted for him... All I wanted was for him to be sapped. 
And that's the only thing that I was asking for. Sat Tom Brady, make him uncomfortable. All right, yeah, so then all of a sudden Tom Brady's got the ball and he fumbles. <laughs> I, mm. I pretty much exploded because that is the one time all night that we finally get our hands on Tom Brady and we get a strip sack. Brandon Graham came around that corner like a madman, bro. Like a madman to finally get that strip sack. And I have never been so happy in my life. But to me, it wasn't. That was huge. But I still wasn't sure if like we even got the ball. Like I was still like, oh, Sam, he, he just fumbled. And then we got the ball. I was like, all right, it's done. It's done. But then we kicked a field goal. Yeah. I was, I'm pretty sure that, you know, I, I still wasn't completely satisfied because I'm like, Yes, we got the ball back. We took it back from Tom Brady. But we still have to figure out how to run this clock out so we don't give it back to him. And somehow we still end up giving it back to him. <laughs> <laughs> like, hell. Yeah, and I was like, all right, well, it's not a nine-point game. It's an eight-point game, so they can still tie it. And then they throw a Hail Mary, and like everyone's standing around, and then it hits the ground, and then... There's no flag. Pure joy. <laughs> no flag, and everything erupts. Like, oh my god, I I can't even. I can't even explain the emotion. Like the joy, like the pure bliss and the pure happiness of watching that ball hit the ground and the clock hit double zero. Like, I don't think. I don't think you could speak to a to an Eagles fan, a true Eagles fan that didn't like completely lose their mind in that moment. Yeah, I know exactly how I reacted. I know exactly who was around me and how they reacted. And the bar brought out champagne, and people were spraying it everywhere. <laughs> yeah, it was like an Eagles bar. It was all Eagles. It was great. Although you could have drinks this. <laughs> um, but that was my first time there, so I guess it didn't matter. <laughs> but it's a good tradition. Yeah, they gave us they gave us shots. It was fantastic. I couldn't go to bed the whole night. I was like, oh my god, we won the Super Bowl. I didn't go to bed till like five in the morning. I drove to Dick's and stood in the three and a half hour line to get a T shirt that said we're world champion. I, I couldn't wait. I needed it. I spent fifty five dollars on a shirt. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> So, I noticed we're getting kind of up to an hour, so let's get to this parade. So, like, we have a whole bunch of days of celebrating this win. I go to late, I go work to work late the next day, and I come in and people just clap for me because they're like, he made it to work <laughs> after the game. <laughs> um, I see some Eagle fans, they come up, they hug me. It's like <laughs> pure joy. Like, oh, my God. We freaking won. And then we get to the parade, and it's like, wow, I'm going. I don't care what's happening in my life. I'm making it to this parade. My dad comes up from South Carolina. My brother comes up from South Carolina, about 550 miles. It's like, we're going to this parade. And then we go to the train station. (laughs) (laughs) We look down, and I see a line of about 1,000 people that are also going to this parade that are there at 530 in the morning. 
trying to get into Philadelphia. And I'm like, we're not making it to this parade. <laughs> we might as well get in our car and drive because that's the closest we're going to get. You know, we took the train. Me and my buddies took the train too. And, you know, we stood in line for about an hour and a half in like 20 degree weather waiting for a train at 5 30 6 o'clock in the morning and the whole time i'm standing out there i'm like this is really going to be this is just like a, a part like a small part of what this day is going to be like it's going to be cold there's going to be a lot of people and i finally we finally get into the city and just seeing the city shut down and seeing all the eagles signs all the all the eagle green in the streets like all the all the buildings and businesses that shut down and place and put like eagles lights up like it was pretty awesome pretty incredible to see the city like that yeah like once we got there and and every person you saw had eagles gear <laughs> everybody it was insane. It was like that was like the mandatory uniform, at like a school. Like every person you walk by has the same thing. That was exactly what it felt like. <laughs> like everybody in Eagles. And I'm like, holy crap, man. Like, one, how am I going to get something to eat? Because there's lines, there's millions of people everywhere. <laughs> how am I going to the bathroom? Like, I want my free Bud Light. Yep. How am I getting that? And. And then you got, and then, so I was on Broad Street near where my uncle lives, which was, it's an amazing place. So we were able to go to the bathroom. We were able to go in there and go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. We had a nice little fresh spot for ourselves. And then we just got to sit there and wait and wait and wait and wait. And, wait. and then, then people started coming and it's like, all right, well, we're still waiting. Like, we're all like chanting, throwing footballs over over the street the cops are taking photos and talking to us I'm just sitting there and then we wait <laughs> and no one knows where the thing is because uh, I don't know people are like oh it's five blocks away it's ten blocks away and then like 30 minutes later like <laughs> what's going on yeah we um, we got into the city at about eight thirty, nine o'clock and we, we finally set up on Broad Street and the parade didn't start till 11 o'clock. <laughs> and I didn't see any bathrooms anywhere. <laughs> so, I, I heard there was like one per like 3,200 people or something like that. It was insanity. Like I, I didn't mm. even have, I didn't put eyes on a porta pot <laughs> <laughs> all day. Uh, I was just thankful we found some restaurants that, uh, that were so gracious and let us use their bathroom because we would have had a couple of accidents. But that was nice. <laughs> it was it was nice that they let us let us do that. There were so many people, so much evil green, and you know we finally watched the uh, one of the players' Snapchats. I forget what player it was, but they said that the parade finally got underway at eleven o'clock. And so it started on time. <laughs> so it started on time, and they did not. Um, make it to um, City Hall until around 1 o'clock. And that's where we were parked at. So we hung out uh, in front of City Hall, and they did not make it to our location until like 12.45, 1 o'clock. So we 
We waited a, a long time. But when they finally got there... It was insane. It like, was insane. Yeah, me and my buddy, me and my brother, we were joking. Cause like, all we kept seeing was just like cop cars. Like, one would go by really slow. And we'd cheer for it. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, all right, it's coming up. It's coming up. <laughs> and people cheer for it. And like, two minutes later, then like, another one goes by. And I'm like, all right, okay, that's kind of weird. <laughs> and then like, ten minutes later, <laughs> like, then like, maybe another one goes by. And I'm like, what the hell? Why are these so far in front of this, this van? What is going on? We cheered for everything. Yeah. When, there, was a, there was a truck putting up um, the metal fences and we cheered for it. <laughs> Me and my brother, we started joking because all we saw was cops. Like, that'd be really funny if this was just a parade for cops. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't even coming. Yeah, they're not even coming to celebrate. They really hosed this. <laughs> and then we saw the bike. You see how many cops were on bikes? Yeah. <laughs> it was. It's like 500 of them, it seemed like. At the end, at the end of the parade, after the Eagles had passed, and there seemed to be like a, a barrage of police at the at the tailgate, at the tail end of the parade. No one knew that they were there because everybody turned their back <laughs> and walked walked away um, as soon as the as soon as the the boys passed. But where's your favorite part of the Eagles players around you guys? Um, Did they do anything? So I think the coolest thing I got to see was, um, you know, I I believe, I couldn't tell because my eyes are, you know, pretty bad. I got four of them. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was Carson Wentz and he was, he had the trophy up and he was waving to everybody. And I'm like, there it is. There's the Lombardi trophy. It's in Philadelphia. I see it with my own two eyes. I've only ever seen it on TV. <laughs> Or like replicas that people make out of out of aluminum foil. I've never seen it. Like this is it's real, you know. And I'm like, that's pretty awesome. And how could you miss Jason Kelsey? <laughs> when it was way before he started, everyone was focused on all these other players because they were walking out near where we were clapping hands. I don't know if they did that near you guys. We had Jalen Mills and. Malcolm Jenkins, which we'll, I'll get into in a second. But they were all like, we were all looking at them, clapping, like running around and clapping all our hands. And we didn't even notice Jason Kelsey and his thing until he was like <laughs> right in front of us. Because <laughs> we're like, look at this way, look at this way, like come over here, like clap our hands. And like we just thought it was like some other person like walking in the parade. And then like we look and we think, I'm like, that's Kelsey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, that's Kelsey. <laughs> yeah. So, like, we're looking at all these other players, and Malcolm Jenkins comes by with champagne, and he just doused my dad, my uncle, the cop next to them that was blocking things. I got hit just a little bit, but, like, my dad turns around, and he's kind of pissed, and I'm like, Dad, you're at a parade. (laughs) Oh, an Eagles player just hit you with champagne. (laughs) I'd be pretty excited. (laughs) Yeah. And, like, once you heard, like, once, like, he started thinking about it. He's like, "All right, <laughs> I can I can handle that now." Yeah, but um, yeah, we saw Kelsey go by, and we're just like, "What the hell is that guy? Like, he is the greatest guy ever. This is amazing." His outfit looked like he was directly out of Aladdin. Yeah, it's pretty and, great. He was shiny. He was real shiny. You could see him from miles away. Oh my god. Um, yeah, and. We don't know about anything after that because right as they went by, just like you said, like 
we just all turned and just emptied the street, and it yeah. was completely empty. And then we went, we went inside. We waited for like 20 minutes, and then we decided, you know what? We need to catch this train because there was a shit ton of people that came. It's probably more than we saw because we were there at 530. Yeah. We need to catch this train back. And we go to that train. It's super long. We see the fireworks go off in the distance. So, like, all right, that's the that's got to be the parade ending. And then, like, on the train, my, my dad reads something. He's like, man, I heard Kelsey had this profanity-laced speech. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. And then I come home, and we listen to it, and it's one of the best speeches I've ever heard. It motivates me. It. <laughs> I've never, I wasn't. I've never been a fan of motivational speeches, but this one, this one hits home. We just loaded the Kelsey speech uncensored. Great speech. Ever. Howie Roseman, a few years ago was relinquished to all control pretty much in this organization. He was put in the side of, hey, hey, he was put in the side of the building where I didn't see him for over a year. Two years ago, when they made a decision, he came out of there a different man. He came out of there with a purpose and a drive to make this possible. And I saw a different Howie Roseman, an underdog, Doug Peterson. When Doug Peterson was hired, he was rated as the worst coaching hire by a lot of freaking idolists out there in the media. This past offseason, some clown named Mike Lombardi told him that. that he was the That's least so qualified head coach in the NFL. And like if you watch this, you just see the people laughing. Griffin, Doug Peterson, a man who went for it up fourth and down. Went for it up fourth and down. The Super Bowl with the trick play. I guess and we saw him out here. In the city, walking by. And he saw him on TV. And he was stopping. Don't stop with him. It does not stop with him. I love this part. Jason Peters was told he was too old. Didn't have it anymore. Before he got hurt, he was the best freaking tackle in the NFL. Stephen Wisniewski ain't good enough. Jason Kelsey's too small. Late Johnson can't lay off the juice. Brandon <laughs> Brooks has anxiety. <laughs> I love the Lane Johnson can't lay off the juice. Jason didn't go to a Division One school. Nick Foles don't got it. Mark Clement's too slow. The Garrett ain't got it anymore. Jay and John can't stay healthy. Tory Smith can't catch. Nelson Aguilar can't catch. Zach Ertz can't block. Brett Selleck's too old. Brandon Graham was drafted too high. Benny Curry ain't got it. Oh, Allen can't fit the scheme. Michael Davis can't fit the scheme. Nigel Bradham can't catch. Jalen Mills can't cover. Patrick Robinson can't cover. It's the whole team. <laughs> I just love how angry he gets about it. He's fucked up. I know. That gets me so pumped. This entire organization. Like he meant this from the bottom of his heart. I'm a bunch of driven men to accomplish something. We're a bunch of underdogs. And you know what underdogs is? It's a hungry dog. And Jeff Stalin has had this in our building for five years. It's a quote in the old line room that has stood on the wall for the last five years. Hungry dogs run faster. And that's this team. Bottom line 
wanted it more. All the players, all the coaches, the front office, Jeffrey Lurie, everybody wanted it more. And that's why we're up here today, and that's why we're the first team in Eagles history to hold that freaking trophy. Y'all, Philadelphia. For 52 years, y'all have been waiting for this. You want to talk about underdog? You want to talk about a hundred dog? For 52 years, you've been starved in this championship. Everybody wonders why we're so mean. Everybody wonders why the Philadelphia Eagles are, aren't the nicest fans. If I don't eat breakfast, I'm fucking pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> no one wanted us. No one liked this team. No analysts like this team to win the Super Bowl, and nobody likes our fans. And you know what? I've just heard one of the best chants this past day, and it's one of my favorite, and it's new, and I hope you all learn it. Because I'm about to drop it right now. You know what I got to say? To all those people that doubted us. To all those people that counted us out. And to everybody who said that we couldn't get it done. What my man Jay and John just said. Fuck you! <laughs> oh, I just yelled into the microphone. <laughs> Best damn speech I've ever heard. Right, and ends it with the the word from Philly, <laughs> fucking Philly song. Oh, I can watch that a million times. I can watch that every day, and it will make motivate me to be like Rocky, just work out constantly. <laughs> It's on my phone. It's in my iTunes library and I listen to it when I lift. It's great. Oh. Dude, if, if if he doesn't do speeches before games, <laughs> they're 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 missing something. Because he would make me run through a brick wall hearing that. Yep. <laughs> that would amp me up so much. So oh, so much. Man. And I love how he put he brings in the um the analyst didn't want us to win. Yeah, Matt Lombardi in the Super Bowl says his name. <laughs> says directly Matt Lombardi, and he even took a shot at Chris Collinsworth because Chris Collinsworth definitely didn't want us to win that Super Bowl. But you know, for next year, I really hope that uh, that Carson's healthy for the start of the season. Yeah. So yeah, let's get in the yeah expectations. So assuming Carson Wentz is healthy. That means Nick Foles is on the bench. Good or bad news? As in keeping him and not trading him. You know, I know Nick Foles was planning on retiring. He didn't want to play football again. He The only team he wanted to play for was Philadelphia. And that's, you know, if Nick wants to play, I think he's going to play with us. I don't think he's going to want to go anywhere. Um but then money is a hell of a motivator. And right now I think he's one of the he's a hot commodity on the free agent market. Um so if we did get rid of him, 
you know, it would I don't think that the team would suffer, but I, I think we'd, we'd miss him. I think we miss him. We also have some great young talent in Sudfeld. But um, Nick Foles has just proved that he's a great quarterback and that he deserves to be playing somewhere and that he has the talent to play somewhere. It's you know, if, and I it's wish him all the best yeah. for it. I wonder if he wants to go anywhere and actually be a starter. Exactly. You know, but... Yeah, so if, I'm assuming if Carson Wentz is healthy, we might get rid of Nick. But I think we're going to probably keep him just as an insurance policy because what happens if something happens to Wentz again? Yeah. Now you're going to somebody that's not Nick Foles on the bench. Yeah. And we went into the season planning on having him be on the bench the whole time. And now we know that he can. he still has it. Yeah. But, but I don't know. I think that if we're going to make another run, next year would be our year. Um, because I think after that, you know, Carson's going to have to be paid. He's off his rookie contract. So that's a lot of money we're going to be giving to that man if he plays well this year. Um, not to mention all the other all the other starters that are coming off their rookie contract. And they're going to we have to reallocate our money right right now. We're we're at the top of our at the top of our cap space. So, um, you know, I think next year we have a lot of returners. Like, I think 90% of our starters are returning. So, I mean, that bodes well for us to have another great season of football. Yeah. What what scares me is when you talk about that is, like, watching all this stuff and when, like, how they finished. It's like, they could never leave each other. Yeah, but it's like it's gonna happen. It's <laughs> gonna have to. People got to get paid. Yeah, cap cap space is a real thing, and I hope they can stay stay a little bit longer together because it looks like they could do some damage in the NFL yeah. if they all stay together. This is one hell of a group. Yeah, and next year, it's kind of tough to say they'll do the same thing because it's tough to say, oh yeah, this team's gonna win the Super Bowl. Yeah, because so many things happen. I thought Aaron Rodgers would have three trophies by now and yep. he's got one he's been there once um so for realistic expectations to say that they would win the super bowl no. would would be like going against history because it doesn't yeah. happen yeah it does not happen um it rarely happens so i think they're going to be one of like three or four very legit contenders Maybe like six actual actual teams mm-hmm. throughout the season that may crop in there, but if you're one of those one of those handful, you got a shot. Yeah, in my opinion, because then some of it kind of kind of becomes like a toss up. It's, it's a tournament. You get hot at the right time. I think you can win. Mm-hmm. So as That's long as they true. can stay, yeah, as long as they can stay in that top five or six, I think they got a very good chance of. Repeating, or at least getting back to where they were. Yeah, I think we got. I think we got a good. I'm not saying a shot at winning the Super Bowl. I think we do have a shot at winning the Super Bowl. I'm not saying it's going to happen. And it's still, you know, even though it's a shot, it's a long shot. You know, it's a long shot for any team to come out and win the Super Bowl. Um, yeah, that's why the Super Bowl is so special. Yeah, and that, like. I'm not a Patriots fan by any means, but that's why like I appreciate what the Patriots have done since I was basically a kid. 
and yeah. <laughs> they can go back there every year and compete. I'd love to see the Eagles do something like that. I mean, it's, 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 it's one of, like, two teams that may have done it in the NFL yeah. for that long of a period of time to have a shot for that many years. But I would love to see a little mini dynasty at least at some point. I'm not going to say dynasty at all because it's one, one year. Yeah. <laughs> One year, who knows what next year is going to hold? That's like what happens if Wentz is not healthy off the bat, and it takes him a little bit. Like that's definitely going to affect expectations of what I should see from the season. Yeah. Like is Foles going to start and be the Foles of the last two games, or is going to be the Foles of the last two games of the regular season? <laughs> you know, so like they, I feel like they got a lot of question marks. They could be one of the five teams that could really compete. I think their defense is pretty good. They'll get back Hicks. They'll get back Peters. I think it's kind of tough, but I I would expect them. They got 13 wins this year. I would say anywhere between 10 and 10 and 12 wins would be a good season after a Super Bowl. Yeah. Most teams don't go back to the Super Bowl minus damn. They usually don't have a good season yeah. after the Super Bowl. So yeah, the only other team besides the Patriots I can think of that's been there in the last decade and a half was Seattle. They had a chance to repeat. Yeah. But they didn't, <laughs> you know. And then every year they got worse and worse. And then this year they didn't make the playoffs, right, Shaq? <laughs> they didn't. You're right. <laughs> um, so I'd love to see him get. I don't want him to see him get ten wins, but I'd love to see him get around eleven or twelve because then you may have a chance to get a bye. And that team yeah. is dangerous with home field advantage. Yes, they are. Gotta love the city of Philly. I know. I think I think I might need to make another podcast to start the season next year. Just like a preview, which I go to. We get we should go to a bar, like three hours before the super before the season of the Eagles starts off, and just talk to people about <laughs> about it. Because you know, now we have the off season, but once football starts getting back, we're defending champs. Yep. <laughs> Gosh, look at that, Eagles, defending this, yeah. defending Super Bowl champs. Oh. We're defending champs until the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> or I guess until we get eliminated. Until we, yeah, <laughs> until we don't make the playoffs or get knocked out of them. Yeah, and that's awesome to think about. Took 52 years. <laughs> Took a long damn time. I know. But, Wow. I guess we better enjoy it while we can. Oh yeah, I've, every night I've been watching Eagle stuff on YouTube. Honestly, <laughs> still not real to me. Still doesn't feel. I feel like I'm gonna wake up tomorrow and be like, "Shit, we uh, got knocked out by the Falcons on <laughs> 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 that fourth down." <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, I still don't see it. Like, I feel like this is still a dream, but. Yeah, I. Yeah, growing up, never winning the Super Bowl, and then all of a sudden, it changes in one day. It's like, oh, crap! Everything I knew is a lie. Oh man, it's a great feeling. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Nothing beats it. <laughs> Nothing beats it. Any last words before we end this Eagles special edition? Dilly dilly. <laughs> it's 
Speaking of that, did you look up up and see the clouds that said Philly Philly Dilly Day? I sure did. Did you get a Dilly Dilly coaster from Bud Light? No, the line was too long. <laughs> I got my free beer and I got my coast, uh, my uh, my koozie. Damn. My Dilly Dilly koozie. I saw them. I wanted them. I just didn't know where they were giving them out. And I saw them online and I had a guy that doesn't drink with me when I'm standing in line for, <laughs> for a damn fifty coaster. <laughs> Which I would have stayed in line for three hours for. It was an eagle green dilly dilly. <laughs> I was like, oh god, I gotta have it. I jumped a fence for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I would love to have gone like hours later and just walked around and see what kind of stuff people left. Oh, I bet it was disgusting. <laughs> it was probably, oh, I don't even think Besides about. cans and stuff, hopefully some good merchandise. Yeah. <laughs> some dilly dilly stuff. Um,. Yeah, so for the people out there that listen to this podcast, thank you for listening to the Eagle Special Edition with two Eagle fanatics. Hopefully we'll do this again next year, talking about what it feels like to win two Super Bowls <laughs> after winning zero <laughs> for 52 years.